is also confusing. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what's going to happen. This is going to take four hours. Yeah, this whole game, this whole game. <laughs> this is all well, we're doing tonight. Here's the thing. We don't have to make the decision now. We could actually have Ooh, this going like the whole oh, night. That's a great idea. Yeah. Damn. Um, okay, so we can just leave our cups the way that they are. I like that twist. I'm going to – I got to delve into this a little bit more. Though. Sure, sure. So you say that the sausage roll area. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, that's what I said. So if I were to switch, you'd be happy. No. You would not be happy no. if I switched it. Because you saw it and you want it. I'm telling you I have the thing. Right. So if I switched it, you'd be like, oh, curses. I'm telling you right now yeah. that I care a lot about having this. You can't lie. Thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to tell the truth. <laughs> Suddenly, like mid-game. Yeah. Those are new rules. I just came up. Um, okay, well, let's set it aside. You, you, you manipulated. Okay, close your eyes. Don't. Well, what do I have to close my eyes? I feel like you're just. Because well, you don't want to see which cup was heavier for me to push. <laughs> okay. Because you think it's a heavy object. No. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said the word, I was like, "All right." Well, anyway. But that's yours, though. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about. COVID conspiracy theories. Okay. That's what we agreed. That's what we've researched. And that's what we've decided to talk about tonight. So if that doesn't turn you on, you can just tune the fuck out. Well, no, hold on. Okay. No, no, because if you not, if this doesn't, if that doesn't turn you on, the end, we're going to do a little fun thing at the end that will. If that doesn't turn you on, just skip to the end and listen to the fun thing. No, because you might find some fun along the way. If that doesn't turn you on, just... <laughs> Put your feelings in a little box and squash it down and listen anyway. Yes, that's right That's what you do. Exactly. Cool, 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 cool. So talking about coronavirus, COVID-19. Okay. Can I call it? I'll just call it that. Is that COVID-19. your preferred term? What's, what's the term I've, you go to? I've dubbed it that. Yeah, COVID-19. It's interesting. It's catchy. Yeah, COVID. Even COVID. Sometimes they just shorten <laughs> straight to COVID. And, you don't even and you? COVID-19? Just COVID. I just call it co Oh, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just go, <laughs> and then people think I'm coughing. <laughs> and you're actually trying to have and a then, serious discussion. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, 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 are you coughing COVID all over me? I'm like, yeah, conspiracy theories. Yeah, I love well, Let me give you a little background about why, like, why a conspiracy theory is springing up around coronavirus. So hey, I'm gang. sure you've probably got. Hey, gang. Yeah. If you've, ever, if you've ever listened before, you know that I hate fucking conspiracy theories. <laughs> Sure. And I love them. She's anyway. Fucking love them. Um, so actually, as I'm sure you probably know, it's really common for people to turn to conspiracy theories in times of stress and uncertainty. Yeah. So you might have noticed that the US president has been starting to really push for it to be called the Chinese virus. Sure, so yeah. he's he's I wonder why really he's doing that. Yeah, he's really sowing deep those seeds of it being a, a national nationalist mm-hmm. issue, um, which is really common. So this has happened countless of times before during the plague in the mid 1300s. Did you know this? Residents of Eastern European countries organized massacres known as pogroms, which killed entire Jewish towns. I did know this. And in fact, I included it on one of my plague uh, facts. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just, yeah, a, you did. I did know. Okay, fine. Practice. 
No, 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 that's good. But here's the thing, though. Can I, can I, I, I feel yeah. like this is a more freeform style sure, we're, yeah. we're adopting for season yeah, two. Yeah, sure, please. Now, some people would say that maybe, I mean, calling it the Chinese virus is just merely being accurate. I mean, it started in China. We don't actually Why can't know we call that. It? Why can't it started in Wuhan? Why can't we call it? And in fact, they were referring to it as the Wuhan virus. Well, we don't actually know that it started in Wuhan. That's, that's that a true? misnomer we as well. Yeah, we don't, we, don't, we don't know where it started. We have no f- evidence for where it started. And it's politically motivated to call it the Chinese virus. Oh, I understand that. There's a I'm reason we don't call different diseases by their Well, there was the West countries. Nile virus. Yeah, that's a good point. But we didn't call the flu. H1N1. See, that's just referring to it by its... No, that's the nation of Hini. <laughs> <laughs> well, because because it's dangerous to do that. Oh, I totally agree. So, I'm, no, just, I'm just no, saying no, people, I know. Would, taking, people would you're argue. Taking the, you're, taking the, you're taking the point. Like, in fact, point. like when at the beginning of it in January or whatever, I mean, Chinese news outlets were referring to it as the Wuhan virus. Right. Which I feel like... I feel like it's expedient at the time when only Wuhan is is affected. But by the time it becomes an international issue, there's a reason people start calling it by its country or by its location, and that's a way of assigning blame. I did also feel like the problem with calling it the Wuhan as early as a Wuhan virus as early as January was it made it seem like it was only going to be a Chinese issue. Right. That's a great point. And disguised the fact that this could become an international crisis very quickly. I'm with you 100%. I really am. I mean, I'm I'm always a little suspicious, to be quite frank, when people are, people who are otherwise not prone to, like, weird right-wing shit, but who are weirdly insistent on this whole call-it-by-its-name thing. Yeah. I'm always a little, in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't know, it feels like it's a great fucking talking point for racists. Yeah, and and a lot of the time people say, well, it's because I'm not I'm not pro communist right, right. party. Like, yeah. fuck the CBC. It's like cool. You're not calling it the CBC virus, though. Right, you're calling right. it. You're you're lumping in a government with the people with a city in the country. Yeah, and I think if you want to have a discussion about the pitfalls and perils of the Chinese Communist Party, that's a different discussion. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why is it all getting wrapped up in this stupid nomenclature issue? Yeah, that's true. I, I think at the end of the day, if you think it's not a loaded term to describe something in a way that can make it seem like a blame game, then you're just being naive or you're lying. Right, or there's something insidious going on. Yeah, exactly. We're on to you. We're, we've got it. We'll call it so fucking awkward. This kind of thing ass. has happened before. So uh, in the 19th century, the Irish were blamed for typhoid, tuberculosis, and polio outbreaks throughout the U.S. SARS in 2003 obviously fueled anti-Asian rhetoric. In 2009, fears over swine flu led to stigma against Mexicans. The 2014 Ebola panic was laced with racism against Africans. And now COVID has given people an excuse to publicly discriminate against Chinese people. Which is definitely happening. Right. So, exactly. I mean, I read about a story how in the States, an eight-year-old boy, Mm. a Chinese-American boy, was like told to basically like get get away from me by a woman working in a supermarket serving testers. She's giving out testers and she told this little eight-year-old boy, like, get away, you might have coronavirus. And this is like in January or something. Like, you don't don't speak to children like that. 
And it's, and it's ignorant. It's not, it was not something that was spread because people were Chinese. You know, the whole thing was, oh, Chinese restaurants are closing and yeah, people were blaming it's Chinese completely people. completely ridiculous. And in fact, I, I think most of the first cases in the States came from Europe anyway. Right. Fine, via Asia, if you want to put it that way. But, right. Yeah. Well, didn't France have a case as early as January? I'm not, like, France had this like one-off case in yeah. January, which kind of made things a bit weird. On the other hand, I mean, there's a lot of discrimination in China, apparently, with Af- like uh, uh, African people. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, that's always been kind like of a thing COVID anyway. with or? Well, specifically now, just in this weird, like, non-secular, it's just... I've read this. I've read, like, you know, it's, 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 it's always kind of hard to be black in China anyway yeah. because yeah. there's just, like... Well, you don't have the um, benefit, the foreigner status. Well, you, if you're, and, and if you're a white a, foreigner, you're different, but, okay, yeah. you're white. If you're black, you're different, but, like, we're not going to... Oh, yeah kiss your feet right so anyway apparently like there's a lot more discrimination going on which is just totally nonsensical mm. it's just like why the hell are you picking why on does that this have anything yeah. To do with it? yeah but apparently it is happening but again it's just it's just like you just like how you started right people just like get uneasy they get scared and then they just freak out yeah yeah, yeah exactly um so there's quite a few major conspiracy theories floating around uh, coronavirus. So Snopes has created a special collection of COVID-19 conspiracy theories and Wikipedia now has a dedicated team of 150 editors with health and science backgrounds that monitor the site for people Mm. that add conspiracy theories. So it's nice. I mean, I feel like the, 2016 election and people realizing like wow the internet can just like really fucking skew people's opinion we did learn from that i mean the idea that now that there's like dedicated editors Mm -hmm. that sort of try and tell like keep track of these things there's like flags facebook and like flag posts being like this is how do you feel about not um, verified information like google or facebook or or whatever taking down videos that Right. Spew up stuff. It's tricky because it's not going to change anyone's minds. It's only going to make them... They'll get more entrenched. Yeah. And it'll fuel their sense of persecution. Yeah. And the idea that... And they'll that, scream freedom of speech, which is, doesn't apply. Right. And it also fits their worldview. Yeah, if you yeah. think COVID is like a, a, an elite conspiracy, and then also the elite are mm-hmm. uh, curbing your <laughs> ability to say that, mm-hmm. then all you're going to do is be like, oh, that proves my point. But here's what I'm, I, I've reached the point now where I no longer give a flying fuck mm. what these people think. I'm, I'm, I'm so over trying to appease dumb people and, and, and bad people. Cause that's what I feel like a, a lot of that rhetoric is about. Like I, it's either, it's either like a, a more strategic, like, well, let's not, let's not ban them because then they'll think this, 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 yeah. and this. Yeah. Or, or a step further is like, let's not do that. Let's try to figure out where they're coming from. Rich right. is just like, well, the, where they're coming from is a place of no facts. It's also very difficult because you can't, we're not, we're not fighting the same battle in a sense. Like you're not even on the same playing field because yeah. now it is common enough for huge groups of people to not trust what people in authority say. 
Right. Not just, oh, the president. The no. president is an exception. The U.S. president is an exception. The idea of, like, scientific research. Oh, yeah, that's a huge thing. When now. scientific research or scientific consensus is X, Y, Z, and people are like, meh. I don't know. It's hard to have those conversations. We're like, see where they're coming from, whatever. Yeah. Because whatever you say... If that source that you're using is not a source that they consider credible, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to have an argument. Just like if they use a source that you don't consider credible, you're not sure. going to be able to have a conversation. It's not two people who are genuinely trying to figure out the truth. It's just two people lecturing to each other from different Oh, yeah, hills. Right. Like if someone said to me like, well, actually like this person said this, I was just like, what they, are they like Republican talk show host in the deep South? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to what they say. Right. And then if I'm like, well this, and then they'll say, what are they, oh, a scientist that, with credentials? Is that, is that like a BBC <laughs> article? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's scary, but it's, it was, it's, it's been a long time in the making yeah. actually. Yeah. I think we talked about this before, the anti-intellectualism strain, mm. which is a very American thing and now has spread to everyone. Mm-hmm. Where it's just that knee-jerk thing of like, oh, they're elitist, the coastal right. elite, the sign, oh, which the eggheads. Just be, it shouldn't be like that. Like, you know, I think it's a response against, I think it's, all, it's also quite a natural response against class inequality. Yeah, yeah. I think if you were living in a country where, Education was free mm-hmm. and good quality and everyone was learning together and everyone was pursuing degrees together and everyone was experiencing like a sense of, yeah, this is what it means to learn about how the world works. Right. Then maybe it would be a completely different vibe. But if you feel like it's an us against them or like, oh, well, their kids went to Harvard, so fuck Harvard. Yeah. I'll never be able to go to Harvard. My kids will never be able to go to Harvard. So it's such an us and them mentality that it's almost natural then to be like, well, I'm going to dismiss everything that they say. Yeah, that's true. And that's why people, that's how these sort of ultra right voices appeal to certain audiences is by saying like, I'm a a man of the people. I'm one of you guys. Like people like Trump because he was a businessman apparently, not because of his like, Academic credentials. Of oh no, that experience. was appealing to them. Yeah, it was it, appealing, it appealed to them, to them because then it's like, that. well, he's one of us. Anyone could do that. Right. If I ran a successful <laughs> business, I could be president. Yeah, there's that part of it too. But it, but but it, the funny part of it all is is like all these like fringe people who have large platforms like mm. Alex Jones mm. or David Ike. I was doing a little bit about David Ike. Love love a bit of David Ike. All you got to do though is just scratch under the surface, right? And they're all selling something, literally selling something. Yeah. It's not just like, I'm this I'm the voice on the fringe. It's like, yeah. and also buy these fucking yeah. supplements. You're not like a barefoot Jesus sandal in the desert, like sacrificing yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, age. but, but, but it seems so fucking obvious. That's, that's the thing I don't understand. It just seems so obvious that they're all running a con. All of these people. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like the Alex Joneses and the Trumps and the David, like all these people. It's so blatantly obvious and yet somehow or other like there are people that are just like oh yeah they're they're not part of the machine man i guess if you're in a community where everyone thinks that or that's the majority opinion that must be really restoring if i was like in a community in a church if my church leaders were telling me this and Mm. if my school leaders were saying this and if everyone around me with a few exceptions was saying that trump's the guy right 
And then I also didn't have like a major education and I guess, you know, and I already hated how things were under Obama. Right. You would have a kind of a feeling of like, yeah. Finally. I mean, the thing I keep reading is everyone's like, Trump's done what he said he was going to do. <laughs> right. And the thing is, there's not this like level of sophistication where it's like, yeah, but Trump fucking lies all the time. Right. Not only does he lie about having done what he says that he's done, but he's also changed the goalposts constantly. Like, but I think that's this a whole part thing of his with, appeal, like, his appeal. Yeah, he's part of, yeah. The whole thing about testing now, right? Like, there were two staffers diagnosed with coronavirus yeah. in the White House. And so Trump comes out and says, see, this is why tests are, we don't need tests. Like tests yeah, are ineffective yeah. because yeah. they were tested negative yesterday and now they're positive. So we don't need tests. It's like, there's a, such an obvious way of changing the goalposts so that when people say, we don't have enough tests, yeah. people are like, yeah, well, the tests don't mean anything because the president said that. It's just, but that's part of his appeal. Like that, that sort of belligerent and they, and they feel, I think the people that, that, that appeals to, enjoy the spectacle they enjoy watching yeah, everyone freak true. out about that's it true. you know what i mean it's like hey, he's really he's fucking with them yeah yeah yeah. they do the they whole, just like, like um, that trolling the, the libs the libs yeah, yeah the, the um, libtards the, what is that wilting not wilting daisies snowflakes snowflakes <laughs> i like wilting, wilting daisies, daisies. <laughs> be a strong daisy like me don't be a wilting daisy like those Democrats. Okay, get this away from me because I'm already feeling it. Yeah. Okay, so should we just go through? Yeah. What do you got? A few of the the conspiracies. Okay. What What do you think about this idea that coronavirus is a bioweapon leaked well, from I mean, China? Yeah. There's which 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 version of that? Because there's the one where it was an accident that it was released, right? There's one where it was intentionally released to sort of fuck with the U.S. economy. Right. There's the one where... It seems like a roundabout way to do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. There's the, there's the, of course, I'm so glad, I'm putting this in quotes, um, but I was, I was worried that we were going to get through a major crisis <laughs> without blaming the Jews. I was worried that, oh, no, we're gonna, we can't possibly go through that without blaming the Jews. Someone's blamed oh, Jews? Oh, they have, of course. Wow, yeah. okay. So there's that So version. unpack that. Let's talk about the Jew blames. Well, I mean, it's it's the dumbest one for sure, but but there's something comforting about tradition. Yeah. You know? Let's start with it. <laughs> yeah. Let's start in a comfortable place. Well, I mean, it's George Soros, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So that that one is, a, it's, just, it's just another plot. By the Jews to fuck with everyone. Right. Boring. Okay. Yeah. It's not really. I mean, so George Soros apparently owns the lab in Wuhan. Oh. Where the virus right. was made. Except he doesn't, but whatever. <laughs> Who cares about the that? The facts don't matter. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I suppose if you also believe in some sort of like high ranking Jewish conspiracy, you can just be like, yeah, well, it's through some like offshore company. Yeah. It wouldn't even matter. Right. You know, exactly. you can just make that shit up. What's the same? What the more things change, the more they stay the stay same. Stay the same, yeah. Well, in argument for the idea that it was a uh, something that was like leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Mm-hmm. I mean, me with my tiny, tiny brain. Once mm. I found out there was a Wuhan Institute mm-hmm. of Virology, I'm like, well, that solves it. I mean, it seems like a natural. It's I'm an like, obvious. Really, there's connection. a Wuhan Institute of Virology. Right. There's your answer. Right. It's also located nearish to the near-ish, wet markets. Near-ish, yeah. So I was like, "That's it. That's what it's obvious now." I don't think that's an insane conclusion. No, I an, mean, an initial reaction, right? Say. 
I still think it's a tiny brain thing, but anyway. So apparently um, a private analysis of cell phone location data, according to NBC News. So NBC News in London, the fact-checking office in London, received this tip that this private analysis of cell phone location data shows um, that a high-security laboratory studying, studying coronaviruses in Wuhan shut down in October. Uh, with activity indicating there was some hazardous event sometime between October 6th and October 11th. Hmm. So people will point to that by being like, see, that was it. That was it. Right. The, like, they shut all the phones down. They're like, don't tell anyone. Keep hmm. this contained. So, so, far, it's so far, I think it's plausible. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the, the way to argue against that point yeah. is that the sources in the report don't actually provide what a normal level of cell phone activity in the area is. Oh. It, like if it's a drop to zero, was mm-hmm. that a huge drop or was there not normally a, right. a big drop in activity? Right. So that's that's sort of the debunking att- attempt mm-hmm. is it doesn't actually show reference. It just says, oh, there's no activity around that time. Right. But that might not be that strange. Yeah. That's that, a, that we that's know a, of. But, yeah, I mean, point. I'm always – I always like the more interesting explanation. Like, fuck, wouldn't it be interesting if this kind of thing happened and they had this like leak at the lab? So, so that's the more that's the more it was an accident kind of. There's thing. an accident thing. Yeah. There's also this um, this guy, uh, Jamie Metzel. He's on the WHO advisory committee. He's like this futurologist and writer. He speculated also that it came from a lab. So actually, the only level four virology lab in China happened to be in Wuhan and happened to be studying coronaviruses. So like Mm. level four is quite a high level lab Mm. and it's in Wuhan. So he said, put two and two together. Basically from like speaking, he wasn't speaking on behalf of the World Health Organization, but like obviously then reports were like WHO advisor says, Mm. like he was like, put two and two together. There was this high ranking lab studying coronaviruses in Wuhan. And now we've got this coronavirus outbreak in Wuhan and it's not like outbreaks from labs are unheard of sure so actually in 2004 I didn't know this in 2004 there was an outbreak of SARS again from a lab in Beijing Mm. there were eight confirmed or suspected cases and hundreds quarantined and it involved two researchers who were working with the virus at the Beijing research lab uh, the WHO said at the time, we suspect two people, a 26-year-old female postgraduate student and a 31-year-old male postdoc were both infected, apparently in two separate incidents. Okay. So leakages are not uncommon, right, unheard right. of. Yeah. That's the argument for. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah. I mean. No, but I, I, mean, I don't think I it's that wacky. Three, it's not, none yeah. of that's too wacky. It's not, crazy. it's not like lizard people and Jews and right. stuff. <laughs> oh, you've been, yeah, you've been reading David Icke? Yeah. Some, some ways to debunk this. So the Wuhan Institute itself said that uh, these rumors had severely disrupted its uh, anti-coronavirus emergency efforts. So the Institute was like, stop fucking saying this because we're trying, we're we're trying to tackle this issue. Pardon? How did it hamper their efforts? Oh, so they're saying that the, I don't know. 
those, I guess the rumors were just like getting them a lot of negative press and right. they were having to deal with that at the same time as trying to get on top of this coronavirus issue. So they were the very first lab that sequenced the coronavirus on the 2nd of January. Hmm. And then they submitted the virus's genome to the World Health Organization on January 11. Okay. So I don't know a lot about biology. I don't know if that's really fast, like suspiciously fast that they were the first right, ones to do right, it right. or if it's like it made sense. They were in the area. Mm-hmm. They were a lab dealing with coronaviruses and then so right. far for all intents and purposes they've been like cooperative and a coronavirus is i mean it's not like some unheard of thing no it's just anyway. anything it's, isn't it just anything that goes from hu- animals to humans basically it's like there's like the common cold can be a coronavirus actually. right right there's two strains of that one is like a rhino something and then the other one is a, basically just a, a kind of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, yeah, they've been around forever. There's, there's just different variations. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't. My my point is that it it wouldn't be insane to think that they could they could get on it really quickly. Right. It's already. They've already got this like background. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The main thing against this argument, though, mm-hmm. was this research that was published last month. Um, don't know if you read this report, this research. So uh, Dr. David Morens and Peter Dazak from the National Institute of Health, uh, they did this like genetic sequencing of COVID and they said that it was all the sequencing indicates that it's uh, naturally occurring. I had a little bit about that. That right. was in the film actually. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, the, the, the research indicates this is their quote, uh, SARS-CoV-2 did not escape from a jar. RNA sequences closely resemble those of viruses that silently circulate in bats mm. and epidemiologic epidemiologic information implicates a bat origin virus infecting unidentified animal species sold in China's live animal markets. Okay, have you heard about Chinese claims that it originated in the U.S.? I've heard about those. I didn't really explore those too much. Okay. I'd like to hear about that. Okay. Um, So what I have here is a series of tweets from... Jali Jian, spokesperson and deputy director general uh, of the information department for the foreign ministry of China. The long title. Uh, basically, so he said, he, he tweeted like this video of the CDC director, Robert Redfield, admitting that Americans who seemingly died for influenza were tested positive for coronavirus uh, later in their post posthumous diagnosis. Um, and then he says, CDC was caught on the spot. When did patient zero begin in the U.S.? How many people are infected? What are the names of the hospitals? It might be the U.S. Army that brought the epidemic to Wuhan. Be transparent. Make public your data. The U.S. owes us an explanation. And then he then links to a website from globalresearch.ca that claims to have evidence that the U.S. actually leaked the coronavirus to China. So I feel like bioweapon... From either one country, it would make a bit more sense. It wouldn't, it wouldn't. So, if it was a bioweapon that China like launched on the world, mm-hmm. it really shot itself in the foot first, like really decimated the country, right. like really like went the roundabout way of disrupting the economy, mm-hmm. uh, the US economy. So, the US actually has at least six level four facilities, like the one in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. 
in Atlanta and Frederick, Galveston, Hamilton, San Antonio, Texas, according to the Federation of American websites, American scientists websites. Seven others might be planned under construction or possibly already finished in various cities such as Boston and Richmond. Mm-hmm. So that to me is like, well, okay, so there's the, that one, that level four in Wuhan or whatever. Right. But like fucking the US has at least six of these high ranking right, yeah. uh, labs and is known for interventions abroad, is known for hating China already. It's just, I don't get it though, because I mean, it's not like chemical warfare. You drop mm. a bomb, you burn the flesh off of a bunch of people. Yeah. This one, it's like, this is, that's just, of course, it's a virus, so it's going to get back to you. Yeah. I don't exactly, understand the yeah, rationale exactly, of like, exactly. we're going to infect and it has, China really. only, or we're going to affect the U.S. only. Yeah, and it has already, right? Like, so you just know, on if the, the face US, of it, it's dumb. the U.S. did this on purpose and right. tried to fuck with China, knowing that it was going to spread to the rest of the world, why did it then, why, why is it then not prepared? If yeah, they knew they were going to do this, sense. why wouldn't they like have this high-level response like already planned to deal with the virus? Yeah, it's that doesn't make any sense. Mm. I think it's nonsense. And like I said, I, I mean, epidemiology she, indicates that it's a it's like an organic thing. It's come from bats. It came from that region. Yeah, and that's what scientists say. That's they trace the genome. That, that's that, what, that's what I was going to to comment on. Is Thanks that for was, topping up with juice, by the way. It's all nice. it's like that much tequila now. <laughs> Um, no, I was going to say that, yeah, so I, I was reading something about that. Like, it actually, if you wanted to make this virus, mm. the way that you would go about it, you would end up with something very different than, than what it actually is. Right. I read something that's, that, this, I think I'm pretty sure that actually the same report mm. said that their simulations of the virus indicate yeah. that it would fail in humans. Right, right. So actually, they still don't really know how it, well, because really that's why that's it was. It's, it's a tricky little thing. Yeah, it's so a tricky little like, thing in this. In the, if you release yeah. it as a weapon, sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no. If you release it as a weapon, your own computer simulations would say this isn't going to work. Right. That was kind of the point of the thing I read. Was like there are there are certain aspects of this virus that are a bit tricky and a bit different than other coronaviruses, mm. and it's those very things that make it unlikely to be have been manufactured because mm. they're not things that. If you were designing it, like what you said, you would have designed it and it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, right. And this is more, it's, it, and, and that makes sense because it's like evolution and nature. I mean, it's just, it always takes these fucking weird turns that you can, nobody can predict. Mm. Right. And so it's like, okay, well, yeah. But so it makes it, it, it lends argument to the fact, lends credence to the argument that this is an organic mutation. Yes. yes. Because there's not, any evidence that it was manufactured it's mm-hmm. purely just like oh coincidence there's this like lab in wuhan mm-hmm. and china hates the u.s mm-hmm. that's like the only evidence there is whereas if right. scientific evidence is saying it looks to be an organic thing yeah. why don't we just believe the science you know i guess that's kind of yeah. why i did that thing <clears throat> in the beginning it's like well why don't we just believe the science why does it have to be harder than that because, well i know why I'll tell you why. Why? It's because people are freaked out by life. They're just freaked out. Yeah. And it's better, in, in a weird counterintuitive way, it's better if there's some evil group controlling things than if it's all just random and, and out of everyone's control. Yeah. 
Because that's what the thing that freaks everybody out. And it's also, so that for sure, yeah. totally. And that's also, it's also a line of argument that is being heavily pushed by the U.S. Republican Party. Sure. So there's this memo. The U.S. Senate Republican campaign arm essentially <laughs> distributed this memo to uh, Republican candidates advising them to address the coronavirus by aggressively attacking China. Hmm. So it's a 57-page memo dated April 17 and was authored by the political consulting firm of a veteran Republic strategist who has also advised the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton. Tom yeah. Cotton was one of these guys that very early on said it's a bioweapon that's uh-huh. escaped from a lab in uh-huh. Wuhan. And so they have this thing in common, which is a political consulting like firm. Uh-huh. And so the memo in, in, uh, provides detailed instructions, including short and expanded versions for candidates to memorize and use in publics. In public, it contains three main assaults. Number one, China caused the virus by covering it up. Number two, Democrats are soft on China. And three, Republicans will push for sanctions on China for its role in spreading the pandemic. So it works into the Republican Party's benefit Mm -hmm. if people believe that China did this on purpose or through negligence. And so, like, okay, yeah, it's people are primed to believe in conspiracy theories because they're uncertain and we're freaking yeah. out and we want to believe that there's some sort of like higher power at work, but it is also playing into the Republican It serves hands. a political purpose yeah. too, which is funny to me because I just think like there's an argument to be made of China's negligence. Sure. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, there, there, I mean, there's lots of things that you can point to like silencing whistleblowers and fucking disappearing people that were speaking out against it early yeah. on. I mean, those are documented real things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you could also and, say probably those are like, it's the traits of a dictatorship. Oh, yeah. The right? irony is that Trump and those guys would love to be able to do that. Or, they, would, they would love to be able or, to have that power. Or they already have in other ways. Like Trump mm-hmm. has already been very effective at silencing whistleblowers. That's true. And yeah, that's true. the U.S. response has been Pretty appalling. Yeah. And Trump has just blamed people instead of fixing the problem it's been blaming and persecuting people like from all the way up into the press room if he gets called out by reporters saying people are dying like how are you saying let's open by easter we're not ready for it and his response is like fuck you basically that's not that different to what the cpc did it's not you're right that's a good point okay you do one i'll do one well okay i'll do one so, Plandemic. So, that's the title of this film by a woman named Judy Mikovits. I'm sorry, I think you forgot to say Dr. Judy Mikovits. Mm, Wait, isn't she the doctor that they interview in it? She may be. Yeah, yeah. she may be. Um, Maybe not. I, so, I tried to find the film and I, I couldn't. Yeah, like YouTube took it down. Yeah, YouTube took it down. All, Facebook's taken it down. It's really hard to find. Well, I couldn't find it. Right. I did. I did watch a pretty good video like a, um, debunking it. Okay. And there were lots of clips from it. Okay. So I got a kind of a feel for it. She's, it's nuts. What I read yeah. about it seems nuts. It's a bit nuts. Yeah. Well, it's a lot nuts. Oh, oh okay. The way you said that made it seem like you were like on the fence after having watched the documentary. Like, it's a bit nuts. I mean, I don't but know. It's also pretty convincing. Is it too crazy to think that the Zionists are trying to put microchips in <laughs> us? I don't know. It's not that crazy. No. So, yeah, so there's, I'll just go through some of the points, right? Since I didn't see the whole film, but these are some interesting points. 
So you know, uh, Fauci is the is like sort of like the big epidemiologist in the right. states that gets up there. This is supposed to be like a career highlight for him. And then instead, I'm sure it's just like annoying. a nightmare. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, this so, is what he studied his whole life, you know? Well, he was like a big shot in like the mid 80s okay. with like AIDS stuff. Oh, so he's had, this is he's his second run. He's been around forever. This is the second run on a, on a high profile thing. Yeah, so she says, she says in her film, Fauci and, and this other guy that he uh, worked with during that time, whose name is Clifford Lane, she says that they've all been paid off. You know, they're all, they, they all got rich off of their HIV-AIDS research. And uh, in fact, what happened is they ended up killing millions of people. And they did it for the money. Okay. So that's like she kind of like almost word for word says that. Which, to be fair, is what uh, people on the left accuse pharmaceutical companies of doing. Well, see, this is interesting to me because I did, a, you know, but in through my research... <laughs> I can hate that word. Such a great sentence, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, watching some YouTube videos and <laughs> reading shit for a couple hours. No, so, I, you know, I have a different take on, on that whole issue now, maybe. Mm-hmm. The whole pharmaceutical thing, a little bit. <laughs> I was never super, super opposed to that. Because I am the type of person where it's like, if I go to the doctor and they're like, take these pills, I'll be like, yeah, I'll take every single one of them. Yeah. No questions asked. You're a doctor. I'm a bartender. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I'll eat all the pills. You're the boss. I'm not. Yeah. And then everyone's like chattering. Well, you know, actually, if you eat this and you don't really need this and your body produces, I'm just a fuck off. I'm taking all the pills. I'm eating all these goddamn pills. He's got a fucking lab coat on. (laughs) I'm doing what he says. So I was never super anti-pharmaceutical anyway. I mean, the normal amount. Okay. Anti. (laughs) The normal. Normal anti. The normal, regular, Mm -hmm. not weird amount. (laughs) Not a fucking weirdo. So, um, anyway, so her claim that, you know, like they, they, and, and like you said, like the claim everyone always makes, like, oh, they did it for the money, they got paid off, mm-hmm. they don't give a shit about all this other stuff. She says, yeah, they profited heavily from their AIDS re- research and treatment uh, measures. So, Lane, Fauci's partner at the time, mm-hmm. so he says that the government patented the development and shared payments it received with the inventors. So, since 1997 to now, he's received $45,000. From his AIDS research. It's like 23 years. And she's saying that's a lot? Well, she doesn't know that. Oh, she's just knee jerk. Like, like, oh, sorry. So that's like the actual fact. The actual fact is that? is that he's made $45,000 from it. Fauci, okay, as a government employee, was required by law to put his name on the patent and required by law to receive part of the payment that the government got for using. I mean, to be fair, it's a nice law. Well, he said he felt it was inappropriate to get payment and donated it all to charity. Oh, Fouch. Yeah. So, strike one. She claims that they did it for the money and they didn't care about all the millions of deaths. And then you have to ask yourself, well, he donated it all to charity and the other guy only made $45,000. So they didn't do it for the money. They just did it because they love killing people. Oh, gosh. I mean, according to her logic. Okay, so this is a very interesting thing. So this is called the Bi-Doyle Act. You know anything about this? Uh, bisexual Doyle. No. Hmm. Funny joke. Classic joke. Classic. Number one best joke. Bi spelled B-A-Y-H. Bye. Bye. Bye, Doyle. Bye, Doyle. Bye. Sorry, Dole. Sorry, Dole. Dole. Bye, Dole. 
Anyway, she wants Trump to repeal the Bayh-Dole Act. She says that the act gave government workers the right to patent their discoveries. So they're basically they're claiming intellectual property rights for discovery for discoveries that the taxpayers paid for. Mm-hmm. She says it has destroyed science. Okay. okay. So this so I'll get into what the actual bill is. In the years leading up to the passage of the Bayh-Dole Act, I'll just say that. Bayh-Dole. 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 In the years leading up to the passage of that act, the commercial development of federally supported research was an area of major concern for both academic and business leaders, as well as policymakers' intent on revitalizing U.S. economic growth and competitiveness. So before this act, apparently... Europe was kind of like the shit for new drugs and new cures and stuff like that. Okay. I think the act was passed in, I'm going to say 1980. I'll amend it as I have to. I'm going to say 1970. I'm going to say 1979. I'm going to say 1978. (laughs) One of us is fucking right. So before that, the U.S. was kind of like not really kicking ass in that in that area, right? Mm-hmm. So scientific research used to be funded by the government like this. This is how it worked. The government would give money to a research institution. Whatever success the institution had, the government would own the patent to. Mm-hmm. Which sounds kind of like, okay, right? So the government owns the patent, and then if they wanted to use it or sell it, all the money kind of would eventually go back to the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Right, you understand that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. But here's the thing. Before the passage of this act, commercialization rates of federally funded research were estimated to be less than 5%. So 95% of the time, they weren't doing anything with this research. Right. Okay. Which sounds like a problem. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a problem that you would want to solve. Yeah. Yeah. Like and so if sorry, there's some plandemic plant plandemic plandemic um <laughs> plandemic right, she's um she's saying this act that was passed is like evil and shit. She's saying the act is fucked up for the usual reasons that you would think that I might have even thought. Mm. Like that idea that like Whoa, it's fucked up, man. Like, you know, it's just, you it's all just commercializing big, big money, everything. you know, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. fucking everybody over. And yeah. yeah, look at it, you know. But what you're saying is, but before the act, no one was doing anything with the research. It's not like it was being developed. Because there were no being, incentives. Yeah. So yeah. That's, the, that's the thing, right? So yeah. it's like without clear patent rights and economic incentives right. for exclusive licenses, yeah, licensing, private firms would not devote scarce resources to the uncertain development efforts needed to advance research. Right, which is like the eternal debate with patents and shit. Is like, yeah. well, okay, maybe an Indian factory can produce AIDS uh, hate treatment or HIV treatment mm-hmm. for a cent on the dollar that it's produced in the US because of royalties and stuff. But yeah. If you let them produce it that cheaply, no one's going to try and develop another treatment. I also, when you said an Indian factory, I actually, I had this image in my head of like a factory that was making like cowboys and Indians. You know, and then the cowboy Where's factory. <laughs> Strange that that's the first thing you think of when you hear Indian, not like well, actual Indians, no, currently Indian factory. It just seemed like we were talking about patents and making things, and then you just went, oh, like, So anyway. funny. All right. Okay, so then 
it was a bipartisan thing. Both parties came together. They thought, well, you know, we got to reform. We got to reform the way that we're doing this. Mm -hmm. So then uh, they wanted to enact this legislation that would facilitate orderly and efficient technology transfer from universities and other institutions receiving government research funding to the private sector. So Bayh-Dole allowed schools and other institutions to own title to the patents arising directly from their research activities and then license the rights to the most promising technologies to private sector partners. So it's all real capitalistic stuff here. Right, which we love here at Sugar Facts. Uh, the act created a viable route by which new insights and valuable research, okay, blah, blah, blah. Let's skip to the actual results, right? Mm -hmm. So since the passage of the law, commercialization of federally funded research has increased dramatically. Between 1980 <laughs> and 2002 alone, U.S. universities generated a tenfold increase in patents. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's good, you know, whatever, but, but it's, that's a fact. Yeah. It's ten times more patents since that act came out. Mm -hmm. um, technolo technology transfer activity has in impacted the U.S. economy a lot. Between 1996 and 2013, licensing across all industries bolstered the GDP by up to $518 billion and supported up to three, almost like four million jobs. Okay, that, so that sounds significant. Seems like that's cool, right? So now, here's there could be a problem, right? What do you think the problem with this buy dole act would be? Uh, so far, based on what, if something is being so commercialized, yeah. the people using the patent, 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 mm -hmm. uh, product. Is it within their price range? Like, you know, I guess my problem would be mm. like now that it's being patented, mm -hmm. why is it so hard? Would is more expensive. Or they could jack up the price. Yeah. You got a patent on it, yep. so I'm gonna Fuck fucking price it whatever I want. Aspirin's a thousand dollars a pill now. Ugh. Right. Because some people will pay that. So that seems like a legitimate problem. Right. But here's the thing. Oh, I knew. <laughs> I knew. Here's the thing. Also in this bill is a thing called a march-in clause. March-in as in march right in there. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. So uh, it allows the government to come in and take over patent if some company charges ridiculous amounts. Or if they go out of business and then they can't release the drug. Okay. So there is a clause in the bill that addresses that very concern. Okay. So, Which some people would say is like expropriation. If the government can just like come in and grab the patent off you. Like it yeah, seems like there's going to be there's, There are definitely people that don't like that clause. Yeah. But, but not her though. She shouldn't. She should love that clause. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because it's addressing the very thing, thing that, that she's, she's yeah. talking about. So I don't think that she's ever. I don't think she knows anything. She hasn't done her research. No. She has not done the. Prepare for a podcast. 45 minute <laughs> research that we have done to yeah. prepare for tonight. Yeah, well, just, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. I mean, I like that there's that clause. Yeah. I would. I am in favor of that clause. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I did my master's, I did law and I did international business law. Yeah. I did one unit on um, IP law and focused on things like vaccines and mm. third world country access to essential medicines. Right. Um, and it was like weirdly reassuring that there is like legal infrastructure in place. Like mm. I sort of went into the course being like ready to set fire to the house right, being like right. these fucking capitalists. Da, da. And it's like, well, actually, I mean, there are legal structures in place 
to make things work better, but they just those things don't often work better. Like so, yeah. this marching clause obviously doesn't seem like something that's being used a lot. So sure. uh, the example that we learned about was there's World Health Organization standards where if there is a particular epidemic or a breakout of something, mm. there is a mechanism by which you can bypass patents and develop something really cheap really quickly to address that particular right, right. epidemic, but it's never been used before. Like okay. Because to actually pass through all the different stages yeah. is... It, which is people's complaints about government. Right, exactly. Which isn't just, totally like, unfounded. Worked. So you're like, okay, well, the law's there. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily... This isn't like the smoking gun, why, why her film falls apart. It's, right. just, it's just one little thing. I feel like the part where her film falls apart is where mm-hmm. she suggests that face masks are laced with vaccines and if you use a face mask it's going to vaccinate you against your will. I didn't read that. Didn't you read that bit? That was the bit that I read and I was like that's hilarious. I did read something. She did have a screwy little thing to say about face masks. She said um, I do just a throwaway thing though. It was like she says wearing a mask activates your own virus. Right. Okay. Which I just read that and I was like, nah, all right, I'm not, that's not even worth following up. It's so stupid. It's the mask thing is incredible it. to me, though. The, the, the opposition to the mask in, I want to say the like, West, maybe it's just the States. Maybe it's just the States. I just, I don't understand it. It only seems to be the States. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nobody, nobody's freaking I'm out. I'm not hearing anything about anything. that in Australia. It's so weird to me. I, I, I told Although, them, to be fair, I don't think people in Australia are really wearing masks. Oh, yeah. are. My parents haven't said anything about it, wearing it. No, not opposed. Because I was, I was reading, I think I told you this already. Uh, stop me if I have. I was reading some list of things, right, about how, how wacky things are now under this, you know, virus. And some of them were legitimately kind of weird. And then one, I remember one, it was this picture, and it was like a New York hospital. And then, like, the little blurb underneath it was, again, like, in a list of really wacky, crazy things was, this hotel in New York takes people's temperatures before they enter the lobby. And if they're too high, they turn them away. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't seem that fucking weird. <laughs> but I think that's, the, mind, that's yeah. the mindset, though. It's just like, can you believe that? They're infringing on our rights. Like, that's the Which big fucking... Ref- it's either reflective of what people already believe or it's like clickbaity tone. It's deliberately yeah, trying to be, like, inflammatory so that you read it and have some sort of particular feeling. Maybe, but the rest... But the other stuff was weird. I can't remember anyone because that just, like obliterated anything else that I remember. Like you fucking do it. Just do the thing. Just, Just do, the do the thing. thing. No one's trying to take your rights away. Kurt, Kurt you jackass. Kurt went out for sushi train the other day yeah. and we got temperature checked at the door and had our hands sprayed and we couldn't get in without our masks. Yeah. And that was to the door of the shopping center. And then to go into the restaurant, then they also check your temperature right. there. And it Big was like, fucking deal. that's what you do. Because at Big the moment, deal. people are dying yeah. from coronavirus. I know. It's just so weird to me. And, and uh, yeah. We're in Taidong. There's not even any cases. Right, right. Right, and you could you could be like someone that we know we don't have to say their name who who would really be railing against it, you know, and refuses to like do anything or right, oh, and, yeah. and then you're just like yeah, rolling your eyes like dude, <sighs> pick a different hill to die on, dude. This isn't the one. This isn't the hill. But the, I think the thing is, he's picked maybe twenty. Yeah, times. <laughs> yeah, he's just jumping from hill to hill. <laughs> he somehow managed to spread himself between <laughs> many many hills to die on. God. This is interesting, right? So this this 
I think this is a thing that, that a lot of people sort of bring up. Um, she makes a point that the numbers of infected in the States, they're all wrong because someone might have symptoms similar but not have it and they'll just get marked down as having died from the virus. Right. And I've heard both this, ends of this. I think there's only one thing. There's only one response to this, though. It's, I'm surprised I never thought of it before. You could go in circles all day talking about that, right? Like, okay, what if it's just like, you know, some people just have like some weird pneumonia and it looks like coronavirus and then they get marked down, blah, 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 blah. There's only one thing you need to look at. Just look at the total numbers of deaths in New York, compare it to last year at this time, and it's fucking way higher. Yeah. Something is happening. Yeah. What, what else is it? There's, there's one new element that has been introduced since last year. It's the fucking virus. Maybe it's that. Yeah. I think that's the thing where... The strange thing about conspiracy theories is it always takes the less obvious explanation yeah, to be the truth. Right. So it's like what we're saying, like, oh, it's a bioweapon because there was a lab in China that was dealing with coronaviruses. And you're like, sure, yeah, maybe it got leaked. Or maybe the more obvious answer is the fact that it developed organically, like we always said Which it was going to happen. all the fucking time. In, it's in an area where there's a wet market and right. there's also bats and... You right. know, it's just like, the choose the obvious yeah, yeah. answer until until there's evidence that it's anything sure, else. Sure, fine. I, I, Isn't it kind of also seems to be the other way around? Like, you've got a, a medical system that is clearly overburdened. Like, everyone's saying right. we're overburdened. Right. And, and they're saying we don't have enough tests. We don't have enough, med- like, preventative equipment. Mm-hmm. We've got people dying left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Wouldn't it make more sense if also there's quite a lot of deaths going undetected mm-hmm. of people dying in their homes or dying mm-hmm. somewhere else and then no one knows if it was coronavirus because they could properly sure. process it? Another like, interesting thing, too, is that since places like New York, with these places with lockdowns, actually, like, the numbers of other kinds of deaths and trauma are actually down because you're not there's not so many people driving, wow. right? There's not so many – you're not out and about – so actually, like it's even the spike is even is even more, more dramatic. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So I mean, there's no point in even really getting into that debate about, you know, are the doctors just like are they because one another one is like oh they they get compensated if they say the person died from coronavirus right. Which is actually true, but not for any nefarious reason. And right. There's a whole thing about that. We don't even get into look it up. Do your research, people. <laughs> Why are, you, why are you coming to us for facts? What are you still doing listening to us <laughs> it's for facts? It's sugar fun, not sugar facts. That was a typo this whole time. We already just paid a whole bunch of money for the logo. So it's too right. late. We can't change it now. Well, there's that whole thing of um, I watched this. It was obviously like a John Oliver thing about mm. the whole like photograph your hospitals. Like oh, go, go up to your hospital one, yeah. and photograph it and Have show. Have you seen videos of people? Yeah, and yeah. it's like show that you're they're not overburdened yeah. or whatever. And this is the one they included in the John Oliver clip mm. where someone drives past and like photograph your yeah. hospital. It's like no one's burned. Like the, yeah. the waiting room's empty, whatever. And someone comes running out like, what are you doing? And he's like, you're clearly not overburdened by coronavirus patients. And the woman just yells back, we don't keep them in the waiting room. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what yeah. do you think? Like, we're just going to have people like waiting in the waiting room, wall to wall patients of coronavirus. And you're not allowed like, to visit people who are dying from yeah. it. So the parking lot is empty. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's beautiful stuff, actually. Here's a real thing. You know about the COVID-19 train? No. Look that up. That was the thing I was meant to bring a picture of. So apparently someone got a photo of a freight train transporting 
coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yeah, I did hear about this. Well, this is helpful. This one's got like a massive label tank. <laughs> this photo taken in Arkansas in September 2009. Let's open our eyes. Let's open our eyes. Hopefully they don't block me. Share. Thanks. Says COVID-19. Right on was the it just been like um, Photoshop. Photoshop? Yeah, but 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 I love the I love the concept though. Yeah. I just love the concept of like, hey guys, we're gonna uh, we're gonna fill this train up with coronavirus somehow. What like, should what, we call like, it? Call it COVID nineteen. Spray bottles, like yeah. how are they transport. Well, the way that this person put it, also like it's just such a ridiculous concept. Anyway, it's like it's like it's like transporting like a train full of diabetes. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's COVID nineteen. Exactly. It, it, it's the virus. It's not. I mean, yeah. you've just got to think that these things are being released by like. Trolls of the trolls, like they're releasing Maybe this. They're like, sad. It's all muddied. Yeah. Well, someone had to Photoshop it, someone and the person that it. photoshopped it obviously didn't believe that it was a thing. Right, right. So they start with one person saying, "Like I'm lied about this. Let's watch it." They're basically they've done yeah. what we want to do here. That's, so they've done successfully what we want to do here, yeah. which is start something fake and then see if it spreads. All right, so we've reached that state, that part of the episode, which I'm going to make a decision about these goddamn copper cups. Mm-hmm. You say that you are happy with your cup. I want to keep it. You want to keep your cup. Yes. And I just think that you're probably foolish. So I am going to change that. Okay, fine. What'd you get? <laughs> God damn it. A little umbrella. Cute. Damn it. All right, I mean, whatever. it's not that weird that I said I saw this before at 7-Eleven. No, I don't know why no. you latched onto that. That's where I thought I made the mistake. Damn it. Sound like Joe Wong. I mean, you always accuse me of cheating, but sometimes I'm actually good at this stuff. No, <laughs> oh, you know. How could you be good at this? <laughs> to know. Being confusingly bad at acting. <laughs> All right. Well, that was good. I don't know. I, 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 like I genuinely don't so, know what so, the hell So I'm that supposed is. to do a thing. Um, okay, okay. So I won. Thank you. First one. First one. First one of the one. one. Joe. And it looks to me like a little candy chocolate umbrella thing. Yeah, it's the weird. It's a weird thing. I like it. I'm into it. Have you ever seen that before? Mm, nope. Yeah. Neither have I. Oh, it's just chocolate. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. It's yours. Thank you. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, bing. Let's do this. Bing. This will be like a. Great. So that was season two, episode two. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. It's been wonderful to be with you tonight. Mm-hmm. And as we say here in in the in the in the as we say here in the gated community, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay well. Don't talk to strangers. And don't look them in the eye. Like us in real life. Like us in real life. Hey, it's not that hard. Just like us in real life. Yeah, like us in real life. I mean, you can have opinions about it, I guess. Uh, well, here's what here's what I think. Don't don't actively go out of your way to hate us. Yeah, and also don't tell us if you hate us. Definitely you don't can't do that. Handle it. No, 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 no. You know, I put. I know I can't handle. I definitely know you couldn't handle it. Yeah. Who do you think would handle it better, you or me? If me. somebody just walked right up and said, "I fucking hate you." Me, I would handle really? it. Really? How would you handle it? Because I'd be like, whatever, you're dumb. Whereas you'd be like, oh my God, is it something I said? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my stars, how did I lose this one? <laughs> I need every person to like me. Yeah. Tune in next week for season two, episode three. Spoiler alert, season 
to episode three. That's a spoiler? That it's episode three, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. It's a joke. I feel like it's a thing. It's a joke. Oh, okay. Do you get it? No. Bye, guys. See ya.